0: Welcome to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Edward Asell, sitting here as always with Arthur Black.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Today uh, we are back. Last uh, last episode, we took took kind of a week off, didn't really take it off. We just kind of reposted uh, the drink culture. That was pretty fun getting the tables turned. Yeah, um, that was a good podcast, man. It was. Uh, it's usually weird talking about yourself, but those guys definitely made us feel comfortable. So, yeah, but, absolutely. But today we're going to make uh, a gentleman named Greg Wilson talk about himself. Um, he is the founder of uh, Wilson and Wilson. Um, is that, Purveyors is that, of yeah. fine
1: elixirs. Thank you. Purvey- I was,
0: Purveyors of fine elixirs. That's the word I was looking for It was the purveyor part. I, I remember the fine elixirs portion. Um, but yeah, an Indianapolis-based company, but you can find it all across the country, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But um, I guess before we get k- too far into this, uh, Arthur, what did you have to drink last night? We were just Ooh. talking off mic. You, you've you been doing this sleep study thing, so okay, did you, in fact? Know.
1: No, the, the, well, I'm scheduling the sleep study, and I didn't do it last night, thank God. Um, but you got to do it tonight, then. No, it'll it'll come up in a couple of weeks. So okay, I gotcha. had the consultation today, and that poor physician's eyes were just getting bigger and bigger as I continued with my various sleep disorders. <laughs>
0: Um, how, how do you handle this? Well, there's the 18 pills that I have to take prescribed <laughs> by doctors, and then I usually put a bottle of wine and perhaps a half bottle of booze on top of it. Can you go back and
1: explain the, the,
0: the sleep sodomy demons you were talking about <laughs> oh, when you were referring
1: to paralysis? That's right, kids. Look up sleep paralysis, sleep sodomy demons. Um, but uh, last night I had, um, I had an Italian white wine. It was just like Treviano and Malvasia, nothing crazy. And then I had a bottle of... Uh, I, was, I was on Italy last night, so I had a bottle of uh, Monsanto Chianti Classico. And as far as I know, this isn't like world domination Monsanto, the evil, evil <laughs> bastards out there. I, th- I think it's just a separate family that happens to make uh, Chianti uh, coming from Tuscany. So with an unfortunate p- last name. Right, right. A really bad last name if you don't want to be associated with, you know, genetic modification of, <laughs> <Right>. of agriculture. <laughs>
2: How about you, Greg? Uh, actually, I had a nice uh, rum old fashioned, little. Uh,
1: oh, nice!
0: Speak app- my language.
2: Little, little Appleton, little Wilks Molson gum, and then the uh, that new prototype bitters I've been working on.
0: Right on. Is that, is that what you brought with you today? That's what, what I you brought. A bunch of stuff with you yep. that, that we already got into. <laughs> I, I stayed in Italy as well. Um, kept it low octane. Last night I had a lot to do this morning, so um, I just had a couple glasses of Punta Mess. Um, vermouth and little orange twist, and that was the extent of well, it. Well, that sounds delightful. It was quite delightful, yeah. and it kept me from getting hammered and staying up too late. It Still stayed up too late, but
1: A reminder, kids: Vermouth and amaros are not just for building cocktails. You can drink them on their own.
0: Oh man, my favorite. Like if I'm going low proof, maybe exactly. drinking vermouth or or shochu. Um, those are my two favorite low octane. You know, and it was seriously our interview with Eric Zamara. Uh, about the shochu stuff That got me on that And like It's It's, it's in my regular rotation now Of uh, Nice Late night drinks He's coming back in town A couple of weeks He was in town Maybe about a month ago Or so He dropped in To uh, see us And have a meal And Drink <laughs> You know Good dude
1: And drink more shochu While you're at it
0: Yeah And all of the above uh, Work well with The products That Wilkes Wilson makes So uh, Which is kind of cool Because you're across the board Like we're not speaking specifically to one spirit because you've got something that goes with everything. Pretty much can cover anything. If you if, if it contains alcohol, it'll mix with what we do. So how long has Wilkes and Wilson been a company and around, like, you know, it was founded by you and another- Is that uh,
2: Myself and Zach Wilkes. Uh, he's obviously the Wilkes, I'm the Wilson. Uh, we actually started uh, about six years ago. Uh, the idea was October of 2012, or I'm sorry, 2011. Uh, we incorporated, or set up the llc in february of 2012 so kind of yeah. hard to believe it's been six years
1: yeah how comes it's how comes it's how-
0: <laughs> have another there goes the sleep paralysis oh, right. have another actually she's,
1: she wants to do a test on for narcolepsy on me um just because a lot of some of the oh yeah uh symptoms cross over to narcolepsy and i'm like well, i don't think i really pass out and while during the daytime unless there's alcohol involved <laughs> <laughs> right I um, think there's gonna be we're gonna get a tweet storm of yes he does <laughs> <laughs> no i don't <laughs> <laughs> um but uh how come it's uh Wilkes and wilson and not wilson and Wilkes? was that just a it, phonetic thing it, it's how it rolls off the tongue
2: okay wilson and Wilkes didn't have the right feel to it so right. just make just just curious no no it, I've had other people ask me that same question, and it's like nope, just uh, makes the most
0: sense. So you guys got started uh, in full production in 2012. Now, correct. What was the what was your lineup back then? I mean, surely you we didn't have the, the breadth that you have no, now. We, we well we
2: started with uh, just six simple syrups. Uh, we had our gum, our grenadine, our ginger simple, uh, our lime mint simple, and our raspberry gum. Okay. Uh, that was what we started with. Uh, Oh, and, I'm sorry, and the oarshot. Uh, from there, we added a tonic and recently added, or then after that, added a uh, uh, pineapple gom to kind of extend the gom line. So we've got both raspberry, pineapple, and regular gom.
1: You got a lot of gum, man. A lot of gum. <laughs> yeah, so, and you said tonic, and then corrected yourself. Do you have a tonic? We do have a tonic. Uh, so
2: we have a tonic concentrate. It's not tonic water. It's a tonic syrup. You mix with uh, soda water to make a tonic water.
1: What's the ratio? Uh,
2: basically, do one to three. So, uh, I mean, if, depending on how much you're mixing up, I usually do uh, for like a classic gin and tonic, two ounces of gin half an ounce of our tonic concentrate, and then uh, three to four ounces of uh,
1: soda water. Is that that perishable at all? I mean, when you open it, it, you have to...
2: It's got to be refrigerated. Uh, It'll last about six months in the refrigerator. Uh, All the other syrups are shelf-stable, but the tonic doesn't have as much sugar in it as the other ones, so it does have to go into a refrigerator once it's been opened. Sugar
1: acting as a preservative.
2: Yep. Yeah, all of our other products are 70 bricks, so they're... Basically the same price oh. as honey. Okay, wow. It's so a two to one. They're all two to one simples.
1: Is honey that low?
0: Seventy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. I I thought honey would have been a little bit higher. Cool. Um, didn't so know
0: that. You guys jumped in in twenty twelve, which was, I mean, pretty pretty early on, I guess, especially in the uh, Midwest for like kind of the cocktail for craft race. cocktails. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, jumping in and because you were not working in this industry immediately prior to the launch of Wilkes and Wilson. No, You no. weren't, were we, software? Uh, or? I
2: actually, well I came from software but from marketing as well. Okay. Uh, had worked for a software company for several years. Left there, went to work for a marketing company doing video production and general marketing and uh can you
1: explain the cloud to me the cloud
2: <laughs> i
0: got explained to you it's, like a year ago man it, it's <laughs> this it's this
2: magic place you put files and they come back when you want them sometimes
1: no one understands the cloud
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's this funny little logo on your phone that yeah, says this yeah. is where it goes and it'll come back eventually
1: maybe you'll access it maybe you will not <laughs>
2: yeah yeah
0: a lot of my photos disappeared in the cloud exactly
2: week. exactly but, uh, but, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, Zach Wilkes and I have been friends for a while, and uh, it was after he started the Ball & Biscuit, it was his frustration trying to find some classic cocktail ingredients and quality classic cocktail ingredients. Uh, he basically asked me to kind of help him do some research, and we started out making uh, a Classic Orgeat. Uh, we played around with making the tonic uh, and started making these syrups uh, there for the Ball and & Biscuit. And... Other bartenders from other bars were trying them and said, "Hey, can we get some?" Uh, one thing led to another,
0: and did uh, that happen pretty quickly with word getting out? I mean, well, yeah. you know, back in 2012 too. I mean, the Boland's was the, the cocktail craft bar, cocktail bar, in exactly, town. And, and it's
2: still awesome. We, I mean, we we actually started our first couple of bottles of Orjat were like absolute bottles with a piece of duct tape on it, with Orjat <laughs> written on it, sold out the back door in a brown paper bag. I think we're all pretty familiar with those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we started there and uh, got this idea. Said, "Hey, maybe maybe there's a market for this." And uh,
0: well, it was really segmented your- at that time. And we talked about uh, the bitters end of it um, on an episode with uh, Nick Kosovich uh-huh. before. But like, you know, back then it was very regionalized. Like you said, you know, there was some local bartenders looking for your product, but exactly. You know, there was you didn't have the the Reach that you've now got from kind of the coasts coast right to coast, right? Um, exactly,
1: it's it's a reflection of the amount of change that can happen in five years. Um, you know, back then, ball and biscuit was kind of you know the place. Um, and then Zach, I mean, for lack of a better term, is kind of one of our cocktail patriarchs, exactly. Know, guys in town, no, totally. to help get things off ground. Great dude, it's a big teddy bear, really big teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, I was like, literally, literally <laughs> <Yeah>. big, <laughs> really big
2: teddy bear. It's 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 pretty funny whenever but, uh people meet me they go, hold it, you're, you're tall. They said, well, I saw your picture. You didn't look like you're very tall. And I said, well, when I'm standing next to a guy who's 6'10", I don't look tall. Yeah,
1: because you guys could be like a WWF-like tag team <laughs> partnership. Neither one of you guys are tiny. Exactly. Um, but no, it, uh, Zach's pretty awesome. He's a great bartender, a really, really great palate. So you guys got this thing up and going. Uh-huh.
2: Um, so, yeah, we got it, got it up and going. Uh, started out with all our, doing all of our production uh, over in the Stutz Building. Uh, set up a commercial kitchen, FDA-certified commercial kitchen. Started doing production there. And after about nine months, we'd outgrown our production capacity there and uh, started working with a, uh, a co-packer out of Louisville, Kentucky, who could scale up our production.
1: He said, packer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but I was, you know, it took me a little while to find a, a co-packer I was uh, comfortable with. I wanted to find somebody who paid the same attention to production that I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, the first uh, first several runs of product we did with them, I actually drove down and was on site while they were doing the production just to be able to sample stuff before it went into the bottle. Uh, now that we've been working with them for five years, I'm comfortable with, with the when I ask for something, I get what I want. That's
0: a wild part of the industry, and I think people, um, it often gets, like, there's this dark cloud of like, ooh, co-packer, like they're not yeah. really making their own stuff, you know, somebody else is making it for them, but I mean, like you said, with, you're scaling the stuff up, you know, I, it's a logical step. Have you had any issues at all with like, in the early years of like consistency, working with somebody else touching, you know, the product? No, and
2: I, I mean, that's that's one thing I've actually, like I said, I've been very happy with uh, with working with that co-packer, is they um, you know the fact that I was there on site would basically they would mix up a batch which you know we're talking 400 gallons versus when I was making it at the studs I was making you know 15 gallons at a time right so they make 400 gallons they'll cool down a sample bring it to me I have to taste it. I taste it against my own prototype, make sure that it's, it matches, right. and then they start putting it well, in how does model. that
0: process go when like, when starting to work with the Copac? I mean, you just give them your specs and then you play uh, around so with stuff, or they give you a list of all the stuff they I, have? Or? I
2: sent them all my recipes uh, and detailed notes on how I was producing everything. Uh, they basically produced prototype samples based on my recipes and said, hey, are these what you're looking for? And we made made some some tweaks and adjustments to sure. them to, to get them dialed in. Uh, but once we got them dialed in, they were solid. And now, actually, when I do new product development, I'll go down and actually work in their lab with them with their uh, their PhD food scientist and design the what flavors I'm looking for. It gives me a little access to a little more than what I have as right. far as uh, the different flavors. I mean, they have a huge huge library of. Uh, the different juices and extracts and flavorings and things like that so works out pretty well
1: who came up with the, uh, the packaging I love your guys' packaging like you have like historically w- relevant characters uh- yep
2: so that, the whole the whole reason the characters came about uh, when when I was working on trying to come up with uh, the branding for the company uh, I didn't want to have I, I couldn't protect uh, you know the name Grenadine. Because obviously grenadine is a just a regular product. I mean, it's something that exists. I didn't want to call our grenadine super cool red syrup, so I could you know patent the name. Uh, our recipes are too simple to patent. Uh, our grenadine is sugar, water, and pomegranate juice. There's not a whole lot to it. Um, so by creating the the brand, in, in the case of the grenadine, it's Genevieve's grenadine, and we came up with a kind of a turn of the century. Uh, character, so Genevieve is the representative representative of Grenadine, and I do have a trademark on Genevieve's Grenadine as the name, or Giovanna's Ginger Simple, Adelaide's Orgeat. Each one yeah, of those.
0: Yeah, that's the one I, I see the most because obviously we use a lot you, of. Orjot. I say you guys use yeah, a little I, bit of orgeat, but yeah, I mean I I could recognize that bottle without any like text on the label <laughs> at this point. We've, we've reached for that. Are they so, all
1: female so. characters.
2: Uh, no, t- it's te- the- Teddy's Tonic.
0: Yeah, it was like the Teddy's Tonic. Yeah. All
2: the rest of them are girls. Um, uh, and Teddy's uh, a lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, uh, I mean, we, we really tried to do the branding to make it look like it was, uh, Right around turn of the century, uh, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s.
0: Uh, yeah, it's got that like a uh, kind of apothecary vibe to it. Exactly, you, know? you could um, do like
1: a Jack the Ripper something. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Jack or the or the just Ripper the implements. <laughs> yeah, that would be
0: cool. We just you could do like a Judas Priest, Jack the Ripper, you know, there you go. Ripper Owens kind of thing.
2: <laughs> but uh, actually, it's uh, the company that Sorry, does our the does all our one. branding is uh, Gear BFD. Okay. Uh, they've they've done it was originally Sonar Studios. They merged with another company and became Gear, Gear BFD, but they're the ones who've done our all of our branding, our website, uh, all the, uh, the the logo design, everything. Now, going
0: for that old-school kind of, like, medicine man, like, font and, and imagery on the front, did, was that tying into, like, the with Zach being, uh, you know, the founder of the Ball and Biscuit? Yep. Um, like, that speakeasy style kind of reaching towards... Exactly. Just wanted to... We wanted to go with that you know basically 1890
2: to about 1925 feel
0: um, yeah no you nailed it i mean the packaging is beautiful yeah and i like that it's a clear bottle as well except for the label because you can actually see like the product inside exactly
2: and then we, we went with the different colored uh shrink sleeves on the top so they could be easily identified as to which product is which so different different colors are indicative indicative of what the uh what the product is
1: i like that you guys are only utilizing like so many ingredients per product like don't overcomplicate it you know make pure representations of what it's supposed to be like you brought in this little prototype um bitters for us to check out and sample and you know i got my nose in there and it's a cherry orange spice bitter but it was like okay cinnamon cardamom I missed a couple other things, but, you know, you're talking about, like, five ingredients that go into this. Exactly. And it's it's pure. You know, it's, it's elegant, it's focused, it's precise. It's yeah. not, like, if you put a thousand ingredients into a fucking bitters, how do you expect any one of them yeah. dead, to actually show? Exactly, you know?
2: exactly. And actually, one of the things that we do with our bitters, um, all of our bitters are, all of the extractions are done separately. Uh, so we extract each each individual ingredient and then are able to blend them together.
1: If you don't mind, can you explain that process, like how you go into making, without listing specific ingredients necessarily, but how you, you know, you sit down and you're like, I want to make a Durka Durka Bitter. Um, Where do you start? How do you finish? Uh, So
2: I I actually start with a, uh, we have a bittering base. Uh, It has nine different botanicals in it uh, that uh, basically gets, kind of gives the bitter backbone uh, to, to all of our bitters. Uh, from there, I then start adding different aromatics
1: that we've extracted. What alcohol level is the base?
2: Uh, well, so all of the extracts are done at 190 proof. Okay. Uh, and then the bitters themselves are diluted down afterwards. Most of our bitters range anywhere from 47 to 52 percent
1: alcohol. And the base alcohol is sourced from? We
2: actually use uh, it's organic, organic cane alcohol. So ah,
1: it's a free-range cane alcohol,
2: 190 proof free-range cane alcohol. <laughs> I guess you could say it's uh you know turbocharged rum. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of other words for it in the rum community, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll not insult brands. But there's there's no, a, a number of brand names you could also put on that bottle. Of, <laughs> Of ninety six proof or ninety six percent quote rum quote, yeah. quote rum yeah, yeah. but it, it and originally I started playing
2: with some lower proof extracts I found that the the higher proof when I'm doing flavor extracts I get a a quicker extract on the flavor and it maintains its 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 balance is that across the board with every
0: ingredient or do some work with a little bit lower proof
2: um some of them I have done some with lower proof uh like I I was playing i did one I was playing with a, a cola nut. And actually extracted it in uh, 151, uh, okay. just so it would have it more of that kind of rum flavor to it. I mm-hmm. uh, wanted that kind of sugar cane flavor. Uh, actually did a prototype bitters with that that was fun. It was a kola uh, nut bitters, and it was kind of kind of crazy when you made it. We actually played with it and made it into a, uh, a daiquiri, added it to a daiquiri. And it was just it just kind of messed with your mind when you tasted the daiquiri. If you close your eyes and tasted the daiquiri, it tasted like a rum and coke.
0: Oh, okay. But you
2: look at it; it looked like right. a daiquiri, yeah, yeah. and it was one of those things where it was almost a disconnect. You're like, okay, this tastes just like a rum and coke. Why? Why am I drinking a rum and coke? <laughs> and then you open your eyes, and it's
0: i blowing daiquiri. my mind. Ta- ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. So you uh, have gotten into well, I ran into you what? Well, when just around Halloween, right? Because yeah. Arthur was judging the uh, cocktail competition, yep. and I just showed up. Yeah, it was a teeny, right? I yeah. was over a rotini. I showed up to drink while you guys were working, <laughs> um, but we were chatting about uh, some of your new stuff you've got c- coming around. And um, I guess before, before I get too far out of my ho- head uh, of myself, um, I mean, you can now get Wilkes and Wilson's product. Way outside of your it, home, just, market. yeah, just Indianapolis. I mean, yeah, from like you're in Vegas, DC. We're, yeah, we're in the
2: DC, uh, DC Maryland and Del- Delaware market. Uh, we're out in uh, the the uh, Nevada market, which is primarily Las Vegas. Uh, they they drink a little out there. Yeah, just yeah. just a little bit, uh, and then we. Uh, we're available i mean it's available through our website we i get orders uh, all the time just through the website week to week that's uh, no, a keep, good time of year for that people like, order from that
0: this is a good gift
2: folks like and get it, it, mixers bitters. it is it is free shipping through our website so oh really and um technically this is all non-alcoholic right uh everything except for our rtd bloody mary
0: yeah, that's okay. where I was going with that. Because so like, you would have an RTD now, which uh, for those of you out there that aren't uh, in the industry, it's ready to drink. Ready so to drink Bloody Mary. In it's it.
2: already got the vodka in it. It's uh, 7% uh, ABV. Um, comes in 12.7-ounce uh, bottles and a four-pack. Plastic bottles ready for tailgating. Throw them in a cooler. They're ready to go. It's like
0: ready for uh, the Sunday morning <laughs> in Vegas when you wake up.
2: Exactly. We're out on the golf course. You, wanna be, you, know, you don't want to be drinking uh, that's
0: actually yeah that's i i can see that being a decent little market there exactly
2: when you have that eight o'clock tea time you don't want to be drinking a
0: uh, miller light you know <laughs> right breakfast exactly <laughs> and, and, nor do you want to order a drink from the 8 a.m bartender because <laughs> yeah. he's not happy about being there <laughs> right exactly son of a bitch ordering a bloody <laughs> mary eight o'clock in the morning uh, bitters are regulated
1: by the fda though and not the ttb right like, even though they have yes. alcohol in them
0: yeah because they're, they're
2: considered uh, non-potable bitters uh, yeah. basically, basically we use uh, uh and gentian in our uh bitters like quasia has to be at least 20 parts per million to be considered non-potable uh, basically nobody in their right mind would drink that to i probably would yeah <laughs> i was gonna say bar- bartenders will will drink you know I, I've been known, I've been I've been known to do shots of Ango before, so
0: <laughs> those are expensive shots.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that, that that falls under a different different regulation. Uh, it's and we we thought about doing potable bitters, but the non-potable
0: worked uh, worked quite well with our flavors. So the company is six years old, and you don't have like a gigantic portfolio. And like Arthur said, you've been really like knowing what you do well and really doing it the best yep. that you possibly can but like you are branching out obviously to keep things fresh and keep from going crazy you want to do new things all exactly the time. like what how do you choose what that next step is are you listening to the bar community are you listening to like consumers liquor stores or
2: find out what people are you know what people are asking for i mean that was one of the reasons we we moved into the uh the rtd bloody mary was there wasn't. You walked RTD. up and down the Las Vegas Strip and asked everybody what they wanted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you looking for? Bloody Mary, man. All right, we're gonna make one. Oh, well,
2: there, there, there. Really, weren't any bloody RTD Bloody Marys on the market. Okay, uh, and the the RTD market was really beginning to catch on. Uh, a lot, a lot of people are doing these ready to drink cocktails. I mean, Craft House uh, Charles Jolie's doing his Craft House cocktails. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we've got a really good Bloody Mary mix. Let's uh, add some alcohol to it and see if uh, see if we can get that packaged. And it, we did, and it's been taken off
0: how long of a process is that i mean because since you have to go submit for approval and uh that so
2: actually with with our rtd uh bloody mary because it's seven percent abv it falls under fda regulations it's considered food not out it's not considered hard alcohol uh if we'd gone originally we were going to do it at ten percent and that was going to be a six to nine month process and so we said oh so if we drop it back to seven percent we can get it out in a matter of about a week and a half. Oh wow! Sped it up a little bit. FDA yeah. is a little faster than the TTB. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't imagine any government agency to be working very efficiently. No, including the executive office. <laughs> 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 On
1: that note, uh, bartender, um, does the um, does the RTB uh, RTD Bloody Mary? Have to go through distribution because it has alcohol. It in does. It. it
2: does have to go. Still have to go through distribution. Uh, I mean, other than the stuff that I have for my own personal, <laughs> right, <laughs> personal selection. But You're sitting at uh, home with RTD Bloody Marys in your fridge. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Just because you
2: know, you never know when you might need a Bloody Mary.
0: Grab and go. Exactly. If anybody passes. Greg at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he's drinking what appears to be tomato juice out of a bottle. There you go. Pull him over. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but, yeah, no, it does still have to go through distribution, uh, which that, that's one of the things that we're, we're, we're working on is trying to trying to get that, um, get it moved in. So the, uh, that's what I'm looking for. It's always rum.
0: Totally, Rum's rum is always
2: <laughs> I've totally lost my train of thought. So hippopotamus.
0: It's hippopotamus. That's a jinx right there, man. <laughs> then that, I mean, that's real cool that you've like branched out so quickly because, man. I mean, I know so many bartenders and, or even like chefs and stuff that want. They get asked all the time, like, "Oh, when are you gonna like?" make this and sell it by the jar or sell this by the bottle or do right. your, like thing. And then, I, you know, whenever they tell me that, I'm like, man, it just seems like a, a really, really tough game to play. It well, is. I mean, You've got to hit the ground and like, you have to be on all the time? You got to exactly. be talking to people with distributors and talking to your consumers. It and is at a at lot of work. Time educating people how to use this. Stuff. Saying,
2: education is the biggest thing. That's, that's the one thing that's been the toughest with, with the, uh, especially with the elixirs is people are like well, what do i do with an orgeat or actually orgiat or orget or yeah you know, they can never pronounce oh, it yeah. right so
0: i've i've heard a million ways i usually say orgeat cuz it's a french word so it should exactly. have a soft t but yeah whatever if, if as long as it gets into my mai tai i don't care how the I <laughs> pronounce it but <laughs> yeah know? i
2: mean it's uh, i mean it's just a matter of of educating people um yeah, we n- another one we have that's great is our, our alignment it's simple. It literally makes a 15 second mojito. Um, have which, you
0: started seeing your products popping up in like cocktail competitions more? Yep. Now that you're like got the breadth. Start again. I see them in there all the time. Yeah, they I'm st-
2: judging. They start popping up uh, like
0: nationally. Is, you're just. Every now and again, a little
2: something here. Well, you that, guys
0: even did a, uh, didn't you guys do like a barrel-aged bitters with uh, We did with
2: Tony, uh, Tony uh, we So we'd started with our uh, coffee chicory pecan bitters, uh, and we were playing around with a uh, uh, a barrel-aged coffee. Uh, so Bee Coffee Roasters, a local coffee roaster, does some barrel-aged coffee where they, they take the green coffee beans and put them into a uh, rye whiskey barrel for a month, and then we roasted that coffee. Uh did the extract, made it into the bitters, and then put those bitters back into that rye whiskey barrel for three months.
0: Right on. And
2: uh I don't think I ever got a chance to try those. I will bring a bottle by for you. Actually oh. I may have one out in the car.
0: That's the that's the magic of asking right there, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh
2: but uh so yeah, we we played around with those and then it had we're we're talking with uh Tony uh Abuganum about it and and said, Hey, you know, would you wanna put your name on it? and he said let me try them. And we made a few tweaks based on his his thoughts. We uh, kind of reworked the formula a couple of times. And now we have Tony Abuganum's Double Barrel Bitters by Wilkes Wilson.
0: Yeah, that's super cool, man. Well, the reason I asked about the uh, showing up in competitions and such was I recently listened to an interview. I believe it was on Barger uh, at Large with Eric Castro, but with uh, Blair Reynolds from BG Reynolds. Okay. And he had talked about, like, in the beginning one of the problems that he saw with like cocktail competitions and stuff is you have to submit your recipes, you know, right. And it says like, well, you know, you're making half your own syrups or not half of them, but I mean, half the recipe is your own stuff. Stuff. And so there's no, you don't know if they're making it correctly. You submit, exactly. it, you submit your recipe to a judge that may or may not make it correctly or may not have that ingredient on
2: it. Or are they using, you know, they're using a different kind of ginger. Is it, you know, is it young ginger? Or is it old ginger? I mean, there's so many different flavors. Right.
0: So by saying I used Wilkes and Wilson, Wilson orja, like that is a consistent, exactly across the board and they can go purchase that recreate the cocktail exactly and it's exactly what you want yeah um and i hadn't really thought about that aspect of it uh-huh. until i heard blair mention that and i was like well that that's true because yeah you don't know what the hell they're doing on the other end exactly like, i'm not making a house made orange like i that it's
1: it's not safe to assume anything especially yeah. if we're talking about people in the hospitality industry <laughs> right right in <laughs> restaurant business well, that's, I mean,
2: one of the, the taglines we use with our, our brand is quality, quality consistency, efficiency. I mean, that's, that's, I think, one of the reasons it's caught on like it has out in Vegas is since they go through such high volume, they don't want to have to make, uh, actually, I was talking to uh, the beverage director at the Wynn Casino out there, and they picked up our lime mint simple. We're actually using it in a uh, $295
0: cocktail. Damn, uh, I'm guessing that pro- the majority of that cost isn't coming from the uh, no, <laughs> right. not coming from the line. I think that's simple. It's like we're gonna kill your sales right here. Like it's the 290 and eighty dollar cocktail. By
1: the Nico way, Nico might did. have a cognac that's in that cocktail. I oh, think. does he? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But it I, was.
2: Oh, well, it was called the Up All Night. It had a. Uh, it was served in an absinthe fountain. It actually, served in. In all fairness, it served six people. But still, it's fifty dollars. Actually,
0: not too bad. That'd fifty dollars be- a person. Well, hell, I've ordered drinks that were a hundred bucks
2: <laughs> they, a person. Yeah, but it uh, uh, it was uh,
0: they came with a hula dancer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a uh, Cruzan single barrel rum, uh, liquor forty liquor forty six, the orange liqueur, uh, Wilkes and Wilson alignment simple, and then uh, cold brew coffee or nitro charged cold brew coffee, and then they uh, put uh, dry ice. In the fountain, so it would bubble. So it look fancy. Look all fancy. Make it worth two hundred. Was that at one of their
0: uh, like casino bars, or it was like, at one it was of the? It was one of the
2: dance clubs. Oh, okay. One of the exclusive oh, well, there clubs. You go. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: I forgot they do have all those clubs in there, like exactly. And-
2: but it was interesting talking to the beverage director out there, as he had started out making his own mint simple syrup and couldn't get it to last. He'd make it, and it'd be, it would turn in a day.
0: It does. It and, turns quick because mint is finicky, and it, I mean, it just gets brown really quickly. I exactly. Mean, so, I mean, how are you able to get around that?
2: We're we're actually using a. It's a natural mint extract um, that. Uh, I don't. They told me how many. It's how many crazy number of pounds of mint go into oh, a geez. very small amount. I mean, they condense it down, but it it's a much more stable by using the extract. It's more stable than actually using fresh mint. Uh, you don't gonna end up with that. The browning or the particulate right. floating in it. Right, you're just getting um, the oils from the man. You, but you still get that
0: same flavor. We, we were talking, oh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Um, you and I got to talking about cinnamon because I absolutely love cinnamon. And uh-huh. We've had Spice Guys on the show, Lior. That was one of our favorite episodes. But we were talking about... You dialing in your cinnamon, syrup, cinnamon is, syrup, it's one of my favorite things anywhere, Anywhere. Jet Pilot's one of my favorite cocktails which yep. utilize cinnamon syrup, but you kind of went through an interesting process because you couldn't get, get it nailed down.
2: Couldn't get it nailed down, we were so we were working again with, with cinnamon extracts, we actually were using three different cinnamon extracts to, to get all the different flavors, I wanted to have the cassia cinnamon, which is not true cinnamon, it's what everybody buys at the grocery store and thinks is cinnamon. Uh, Ceylon cinnamon, and uh, the uh, once we got it dialed in, it still was missing something, and we ended up just adding one drop of capsaicin to it.
0: So capsaicin is uh, like spice, right? Like it's, that's the it's component in like it, peppers that it's gives what, you the
2: heat. It's what makes hot peppers hot. Yeah, and it was just adding one drop. It the, the prototype bottle was a 375 milliliter bottle, so one drop in a 375 milliliter bottle, and it was. Perfect.
0: And that brought everything together. So you're using Ceylon and Kasha, yep. both. And okay. Yep. Can't um, give away the ratios. Huh?
1: <laughs> Isn't there something like, like it, people? I think I saw like a YouTube video or something where people were trying to take, like a spoonful of cinnamon and uh, put it on their palate. Oh and yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, like it. I don't. Know, it makes you hurl, or just. Well, it's it makes everything water and it sucks,
0: sucks all it's a, the moisture out of your mouth. It's all the tannins, but it's also a dumbass thing to do because it's well, it's usually like teenagers doing that. And of course, it's dries. It sucks all the moisture out of your mouth and you would cough, and, and then you so, blow a big cloud of cinnamon. Right, but if you inhale prior to that cough, you're going to be inhaling cinnamon into your lungs. So probably not a good idea. We don't no. encourage anyone to smart, do that. Smart,
1: smart, smart. I didn't say do it. I just- it's usually like twelve-year-olds. <laughs> I think I don't.
0: <laughs> not not part of our big listenership demographic area, right, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. yeah. If you're 12 years old and you're listening to this, turn it off immediately. <laughs> you're not supposed to be. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Well, this episode's okay. We're not talking <laughs> about too much alcohol. Mostly the mixers here. I was just curious. Dumb human tricks. Oh, Are you, you going to try it? No, Ooh. fuck no. On, on air. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> 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 going to ruin your microphone. <laughs> oh, now they're mine. <laughs> You'd be like, that'd be worth it. It... Maybe we'll just have to borrow one from our producer
1: (laughs) we get some more cocktails
0: in us Who knows what'll happen Your mic will smell amazing though (laughs) Oh wait a minute, hold on Why does my mic smell like cinnamon? Cinnamon. Oh that (laughs) one's usually Arthur's, sorry We need to (laughs) (laughs) pass that across the table
1: Right, it's melange, it's covered in orange spice
0: Oh man, yeah, there we go You need need a dune line You should have a dune label Oh there we go Oh dude, I'll I'll console on this You can put I don't know Oh, man, you could do all kinds of cool recipes. That with could that. be really fun, because man, I'm a big Dune fan. <laughs> you know? I like that idea. My favorite, uh, favorite sci-fi series ever. And yeah, you, yeah, I mean, hell, you got six. Well, realistically, six good books. Then a whole bunch of other ones that his son did that aren't as all the good other stuff. Yeah, those just let me get get six crazy. books about spice. Come on, it's right up your alley. There you go. <laughs> How many people have we asked this about now? I mean, at least Lior. I think we might have asked, said something to. Uh, Kosovic about it and so you now it might be three we're gonna one of these days we're gonna have a Dune product (laughs) we're gonna nail it Brian Herbert I didn't mean to insult you because we may need to license some shit from you (laughs) (laughs) so Greg
1: you've been you know we've talked about you've been kind of on a trajectory and, and you know growing and what um well, what's the end game? You guys, do you, do you want to continue to grow still and to get into other markets still? And if- yeah,
2: I would like. We definitely would like to expand. Um, I mean, one thing we we did just recently uh, launch with the uh, the Hilton luxury brands. We're providing uh, uh, syrups for all the Conrads and Waldorf Astorias uh, nationwide. That's quite uh, a
0: few locations, isn't
2: it? Uh, it's seventeen hotels. Okay. Um, I know like there's there's one uh, there's one out in San Diego. That's uh, going through about five cases of our tonic uh, every three to four weeks. Nice. Which is crazy. Very cool. Um,
0: you said which location was that?
2: It's uh, the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego.
0: Okay. Del Coronado. So, so you literally have gone coast to
2: coast. Then. We have. Uh, we're actually also... Uh, yeah, so I
0: guess mean San Diego all the way out to D.C.
2: Well, we're also, uh, believe it or not, distributed in uh, Italy, France, really? and uh, Australia. Really,
0: I didn't know about that at all.
2: Yeah, how so, did you get?
0: In, how how does that happen?
2: We got contacted actually by an Italian distributor. Uh, I'm not sure how they got hold of our product, but they they found us, I think, online and reached out and said, "Can you send us samples?" Um, <laughs> that was I know that trick. That was that was not cheap. Uh, I'm sure, man. So we sent them a set of samples, and they came back and decided they wanted to carry our. Uh, Remember the remember th- it was the Orjat, the Raspberry Gom, and I believe the Pineapple Gom were the three that they did. And they actually came back and said, hey, can you print these with the uh, labels in Italian?
0: Oh, you're kidding me. So, so you have like well, actual full translated?
2: Well, I did the entire label and then sent it to them and they said, oh, no, we just want the ingredients in Italian okay we want the rest of the label to be in English so that it still looks like it's an imported product yeah. <laughs> so
0: they were probably like who what kindergartner translated these labels like can we well, just put it back into English <laughs> I, I,
2: I, actually actually I had a, a friend of mine who's from Italy who yeah good move it, 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 it was it was decent we got it got it done so. you didn't
1: send a label that said like pepperoni <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wilkes> and wilsoni <laughs> but uh but
2: yeah so you no know, we do so we do have products so, so we sent them over and uh shipped a, a pallet over to them um and when did that happen that was uh pretty recently about 18 months ago okay um, have they gone through the pallet yet no not quite yet they're they're working their way through it. And then, uh, they, they called us back and said, do you mind if we, uh, share this product with our sister company in France? And I said, not at all. That would be just fine. So it moved on over to France.
0: Killing it, man.
2: And then, uh, and then we have a a distributor down in, uh, Australia. Actually, we've been, we've been in Australia now for three years. Um, Company. I'm sure
0: Zach knowing all the people all over the world and doing competitions for years and all that doesn't uh, hurt the connections when it comes to the Exactly,
1: product. exactly. So are you doing trade shows? Doing like Tales of the Cocktail? Uh,
2: we've we've gone Tales of the Cocktail several times. We've never actually exhibited uh, down, down there. Right there. Um, we have done the... Uh, the NRA show, the national restaurant association oh. show.
0: I was like, you know, no. I, every time I hear it, I always have to like, uh, I I forget the, the, the other one, the one that's in Chicago, the one in
2: Chicago. Yeah, uh, we actually, actually did the
0: hotel next door to that last year, forgetting it was fucking NRA weekend. It's insane. And, uh, yeah. I was like, why is it so busy?
2: Um, yeah, we did that. They have a, uh, a show called bar, which is yeah. beverage, beverage alcohol for restaurants. We did that. Uh, we've done that several years. Uh, actually that's how we ended up in Vegas. Um so we were at the NRA show or at the bar show. Um and uh that was when Tony Abuganum actually right on. He, he, Zach was doing a, a demo, uh they had a little demo stage and Zach was was doing a demo of some of our Wilson Wilson products and uh one of the things he made was our fifteen second mojito and uh somebody in the audience said, Well, how is it? And Zach and Tony happened to be sitting in the audience as well. And, Zach said, Here, let me have Tony try it and see what he thinks. And he hands Tony at the mojito and I'm sweating. You're right. I'm, and, I'm sweating bullets. And everybody's got fingers crossed. Right, right. And Tony said, Damn, that's better than my scratch made. And Tony's an endorsement. Yeah, I was Tony, say. Tony came over to our booth afterwards and he said, Now can I get this product in Vegas? And we said, No, we're not distributed there right now. He said, Let me make a phone call two days later i get a phone call from the distributor saying we need to get your product out here how do we do
0: that super cool wow i mean so. and all this is like a six-year-old company yeah like it's insane how fast that took off have yeah. you ever done the barn nightclub convention out there have not what a shit uh, show! it is a shit show but it <laughs> seems a sh- like you that's could, and that I, but those, there's buyers with so much money walking around they're just like no, what it, you got a fancy label Oh, buy it you know yes.
1: People walk around. Oh, I don't go to that shit. They it's get crazy. annihilated, and in, in the pavilion, um, almost all the products in there are products that haven't found homes elsewhere. Elsewhere, really, you know. So, uh, I don't know. I, I went a couple of times, and was like, yeah. yeah. We've, I mean, we've we've thought about it, and I just we haven't
0: done it yet. Yeah, it like Arthur said, it's a clusterfuck out there. Yeah, um, that's I know, kind of I have what few I've heard. A friends from that go, but I mean, it's like, it's geared around like really weird obscure brands that like arthur said haven't found a home or big giant brands that are just like here take some free glow get, get things, lots of free and, stuff like here's some glowy rope and right. yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: there's there's plenty of tasting girls walking around with glowy ropes <laughs> yeah that's just not my scene
0: but i yeah. mean i'm also not selling product True. So, true. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's How do you determine where you do exhibit? I, uh, mean, I know. Obviously, I mean, there's a cost prohibitive situation. But.
2: I mean, you know, obviously it was it's it's easy to go to a show in Chicago. I mean, hop in yeah. a car and drive. It's not, you're not having to ship a ton of stuff halfway across the country. Right. Um, and you know, we just have to look at what, uh, you know, what markets it can get us into and and who they're. Uh, you know, they, they publish their list of who their attendees are, so you can kind of get an idea of gotcha. what uh, what market you're trying to See, target. This is where
0: I would be fucked if it was ooh, my company. Um, I would just be like, I would like to go to Italy. I, I'm going to expense a trip. I, I, <laughs> I would go do some market
1: research. <laughs> right, exactly. In France, Italy, and Australia. <laughs> for sure. I, I, I,
2: was, I was actually tempted because uh, our Italian distributor actually invited us if we wanted to come to their, they were having a, an annual. Uh, not really an open house, but like a little trade show uh-huh. there in uh, in Milan, and said, "Yeah, all you got to do is get your airfare here. We'll put you up in a hotel." And I was like that's so tempting. Oh man, I would have
0: gone, done, yeah, done. I know. I mean, hell, we've gone to Europe for less. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to Europe on an invitation. Hey, you want to come? We're not paying for anything, but sure. We've gone for less or more. Yeah, want to look at it. Um, um, what's where's the coolest place you've like? Have you ever like? I am surely you've. Just gone into a place and randomly seen your product. Seen my stuff. Um, I mean, there's got to be at least one kick-ass like, ah, oh, man, that's awesome. Make you feel good. Trying to Warm think. inside.
2: Um, so I haven't actually been there, but I know they have our product uh, because they called us up and ordered it from us and continue to reorder. It is uh, Suffolk Arms in New oh, York right City. Giuseppe Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he... Uh, I guess he swears by our grenadine um, matter of fact it was last last November I get a phone call uh, in our office from a guy and he said I need six bottles of your grenadine and I said okay it's, it's on Thursday he's like well, when do you need them he's like for this weekend where can I buy them here in New York I said you can't and he said I've hired one of the bartenders from Suffolk Arms, and they told me the only grenadine they'll use for my party is Wilkes and Wilson. I absolutely have to have six bottles, so he That's paid cool, man. for for six bottles of grenadine. He ended up paying two hundred dollars shipping oh,
0: <laughs> Jesus. because because
2: because he needed it for a party on Sunday, and so it had to be overnighted.
0: <laughs> wow, and it's like glass and exactly, shirt and, wow. and
2: and he paid it. That is so. some
0: fucking. High-end grenadine, right there. I mean, he bought he bought sixty. Well, that's why the cocktail's two hundred (laughs) and ninety (laughs) bucks in Australia. You know, he bought eighty dollars
2: for the grenadine and paid two hundred and eighty dollars total. So, but it
0: was fun. Um, That's neat, though. I mean, you get a little bit of, uh, I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not approval, but it's validation. It, that's mean, the it, word I was looking for. Validation that like you're doing the right thing.
1: You, know, you do good work. You have good quality product. And there's so many variables you got to fight against in, in this business from um, marketing dollars on bigger brands and mediocre product that's hidden behind a bunch of features and benefits. Right. Um, I would have to believe if you just if you have good product and you show it to the right people they'll get behind it and that's that's what this success story is as far as I'm hearing it is you guys you know came out with a vision and you you've made good product and and we've, tr- you're we've getting, tried to stick to traction. it yeah
0: i mean we've you definitely p- stayed the course but there's a lot of- there are a lot of people that have jumped into the game since yeah. you started in 2011. Well, or exactly out in 2012. I mean, it's just a lot of noise out there. Every market's got their own kind of Wilkes and Wills. I mean, you're local to our market, so we knew you right. well before Wilkes and Wills existed. But like you know, you're like the hometown boys. But right, even though you can get it across the country. But every I feel like every city's got that team or that company that's like, well, we use this because we've known them forever. Right. And I mean,
2: yeah, when I, I was actually just the other day, I was going back and went back and looked at my original business plan from uh, 2011, um, which is always a scary thing to go yeah, back I that's to. Go back, go it's scary, but man, you <laughs> yeah. know,
0: I always tell business owners, go back to it at least every six months and oh, yeah. look to see if you're still doing. I mean, you what? can make adjustments, but like make sure exactly. you're still staying the course.
2: But I was, you know, I was looking at. I was like, okay, back then, you know, the the competitors I had as far as, oh right, the the syrups were, uh, Monin, Toriani, uh, Small Hand Foods, and BG Reynolds, and that was it.
0: Not so much anymore. And now there's, you know, right, hundreds and exactly. hundreds. I exactly. Mean, especially in the bitters market, That's why it's kind of cool that, like, though we did discuss your bitters quite a bit up front, you know, that's not like the bulk of your business. Um, right. the bulk of it is in your your mixers and like I mean, and it, well, yeah, we see a lot of the Orja, but and then you're starting to see you know your well, our our, ble- our bloody Mary is, is huge. It's they're ready to drink bloody Mary. Or the bloody Mary mix, the
2: regular bloody Mary mix, uh, is actually our largest selling product, um, and it was something I originally never planned on getting into mm-hmm. uh, when we started out. I and mean, we started out with just the syrups, moved on to bitters. Uh, it was actually at a uh, an event that Southern does called Swirl uh, that we had. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw you there. Had a had a vice president from uh, a grocery chain came up and said, "Hey, have you guys ever thought about doing a Bloody Mary mix? If you do it, we th- if you did one, we'd think about we we'd pick it up." And Zach and I are like, "Okay, well, <laughs> don't really want to get into the Bloody Mary market because that's really competitive and mm, really right. like, I mean, there's a bazillion of them, and there are a bunch of them that are really, really, really cheap." So, we set out to make a Bloody Mary mix, and uh, the the formula that we have now actually was the second prototype that Zach and I put together. He and I I were in the lab and just kind of started putting together different recipes, and we got the second one done, both of us tasted it, and Zach just said, mic drop, it's done. And that's what we've been doing ever since.
1: It's got to be fun to do that just because you get to say, I was in the lab and I was working on a prototype. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, just like sound all mad scientist Exactly. Exactly. I can't come home, baby. You're right. in I'm in the
0: lab. In the
2: lab. But uh, like, what yeah, are you doing,
0: doing? Working with tomato
2: juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we did the Bloody Mary mix. And, uh, you know, our, our Bloody Mary mix, uh, we used no sugar, no high fructose corn syrup, no preservatives. Uh, we well, actually, that's un American. We actually sweeten it with uh, fire roasted red pepper. I got the uh, number of
1: somebody at Monsanto. If you, you know.
0: <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> they make great wine too. <laughs> but, uh,
2: but it was it was funny when I when I first got the recipe done, I sent it down to our co packer, and uh, I got a got a phone call back, and he said, "Are you sure about this?" <laughs> Even the co packer is questioning your decision making. And I said, "Why?" He said, "Well," he said that fire roasted red pepper. He said that's twenty five percent of your cost. Damn, and it's like well, I don't really want to add sugar, and I mm-hmm. definitely don't want to add high fructose corn syrup. So, yeah, but that let's brings a it. lot
0: of like nice sweetness to it without having to put the sugar in. Exactly, I mean, it's like the way I make my, you know, my pasta sauce. If I'm making a, a marinara. Sweeten yeah. it with like carrots. Uh huh. It, it, it adds a natural to, yeah. natural
2: sweetness without uh, without adding a ton of uh, sucrose or processed sugar. So, um, so that's the top of the chart, huh? yep that's the, it's about 45 percent of our sales really yeah wow and so like you have how many products in the portfolio uh we have eight different elixirs four different bitters uh the bloody mary mix and the rtd bloody
0: mary so out of 14 products half of it is from one of them
2: yep the other half is the other 13. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh and then we've we've started doing some other uh some private labels as well. Uh we do uh, a private label, Bloody Mary Mix, for Cafe Pattachew. Okay. Um so if you've ever had a Bloody Mary Pattachew in the past two and a half years, it's mixed made by us. Uh we do I a, kinda wanted to ask you about yeah.
0: that because you um you we were talking about the bitters that you guys did the bear age with uh, Tony um Abuganum, and then I was wondering, like, if you've gotten kind of into like these one-offs uh-huh. of like, um, you know, a, a limited edition or whatever. You're gonna do it once. It was good. It was good enough to put out in the market, but you don't really feel like doing it full time.
2: Uh, well, yeah, we've done some some limited edition. Uh, we did one uh, a couple of years ago. It was a uh, maple bacon pecan bitters uh, that was uh, delicious. Um, actually, never we,
0: felt like I needed bitters for my pancakes until just now <laughs> i
2: can see it uh actually so i did those as a uh a fundraiser uh it was a, a bartender friend of mine from northern indiana jason bodley and he was dealing with uh a recurrence of cancer and they were doing a, a fundraiser for him and i wasn't going to be able to be up there in uh, uh at the at the fundraiser so i made um three cases of the bitters and sent those and said sell them for $25 a piece, all the money goes to to Bodily, and they sold out in like 20 minutes. Very cool, man. Which was really kind of cool. Um, I've done, we did a limited edition bitters for uh, Big Red Liquors. Uh, we did a uh, Shagbark Hickory bitters. I think
0: uh, I tried that. I think you tried me on that.
2: kind of tasty. Um, which, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get the Shagbark Hickory syrup anymore from the, the guy who made it who wouldn't tell me what his secret recipe was and now we can't get a hold of him anymore so not sure I'm going to be able to make that again
0: well we talked about doing some uh, Uh exclusive products for the Inferno room when we finally get opened and God knows how long (laughs) sometime in
2: 2019 yeah I know (laughs) next time
0: I'm going to All right, I'm saying it again I say this every time I open a location if I ever fucking say I'm going to open another one just kill me there (laughs) But nobody's done it yet, <laughs> so we're gonna say it again, like the inferno room. If I come back on this podcast in a year and a half and say I've got this great idea, we're gonna open this new place.
1: You're a masochist. <laughs> you love like this shit,
0: obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about doing some some exclusive lines from & Wilson, and we yeah. haven't got that far into menu development. I mean, we're right. we're starting to get there at this point. We've got yeah. fleshed out some specs and that we're kind of basing loosely on but yeah that'd be real yeah cool we've uh
2: so actually like the the uh the one i tried you guys on the orange mm-hmm. cherry orange spice bitters that's actually being developed for a a national restaurant or national hotel chain okay um so can um, you
0: speak about it yet or nope, not yet okay. not yet
2: um but uh the other thing we've done is we've done a uh, a bitters lab uh did it earlier this year with uh, the usbg here for indianapolis um where we basically brought in, it was about 25 bartenders. And I basically set up all my different extracts and gave them tools to be able to each blend their own bitters and a little sheet where they could write down the recipe as they did it. Um, And it was interesting, out of the the 25 had probably 10 solid bitters, Mm -hmm. 15... Oh, That's
0: a pretty high success rate. Exactly.
2: 15, like you were saying, they they got uh, I think too cluttered. Uh, people who Too thought, much noise I'm going to add some of this and some of that and some of this and some of that because we had a you know huge bank of yeah yeah I think I've got about thirty five different that's aromatics. one of the thing
0: with those like blending labs and, you know I've done several and it's like if you fuck it up bad enough in the beginning then you're just trying to like. Scrap. Scrap. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, add some of that in there. See what it does. No, fuck. We made it worse. Add some of that in. No, now it's even worse. You're like, I don't even know what to right. do anymore.
1: Too many notes. Yeah. Too many notes.
2: But uh, but yeah, we're so we're trying to kind of perfect this this bitters lab and be able to, so basically be able to take this kit out and meet with somebody, you know, like yourself or, you know, whatever. Somebody wanted to design custom bitters and walk in and say, okay, let's sit down and we're going to go through and design a bitters with you so we can actually kind of tweak it as we go and get it get it hammered out so
0: yeah that's fucking cool man i mean it's gonna pound it out you gotta pound it out (laughs) and we've got so much stuff that we are gonna be ordering from you and we already do you know um who's who's your biggest orja buyer in indy i'm not saying it's us because i mean we're we're operating out a very tiny little bar right um I'm just wondering, like, who, who's my competition out there? <laughs> well, b- believe it or not, I can tell
2: you that, I mean, as far as the direct, people who buy it from us direct, um, Coat Check Coffee is going through a, Oh, that's right. They're going through a case a month. Yeah. You know, which is crazy, the volume that they're doing. Because um, they're using it in their, their Coat Check Cola and one other drink that well, they're using.
0: See, I mean, then that kind of speaks to a lot to what I say about your um, your elixirs and your bitters as well. It's like, what it's really great about that for, especially for like home bartenders, and you see these really intimidating, you know, recipes. Sometimes just take a really simple recipe for a cocktail and just choose a really interesting bitter because yeah, if it's a two ingredient or three ingredient cocktail, cool, but you add a little few drops of bitters or some of your elixirs in there. And then you've done all the work. Exactly. It might have four components in there, so you don't technically have a three-component cocktail. You might have a seven-component seven cocktail, barca- but you did all the work. Exactly. Exactly. And so that makes our life easier, whether it's at home or uh-huh. you know at, at work. I mean, I've got some of the some of your out at home as well. It's, like, it's just one of those things. It's a pain in the ass to make. I mean, it's not a giant pain in the ass, but in the and the volume that we go through it right you know one it can more be, thing well you and, and, and again it, it
2: comes down to that consistency too it's consistency. it's easy to you know walk away from it for two seconds
0: and have something be well it's it's that and like you said the, your tagline with the efficiency as well um is it an efficient use of my time to do that? Like, is that yeah. the, you know, or... Do,
2: do I really want to spend an hour and a half every week standing there cooking my big pot of... And
0: it's just, I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But we ultimately made the decision at one of our places, at Black Market, that it just, we had too many things going on in a, such a very, very, very small prep kitchen. Right. That it was getting out of control. And to put the time yeah. and energy into the orgeat, which was going into exactly one drink at the time, that right. you know it really wasn't an efficient use of our time exactly so uh but people can buy your stuff online you ship anywhere and yep well is that is that a worldwide thing and you, if you're in australia it's, if it's you're a- like it's anywhere in the united states uh, so if you're in new south wales sorry you can't get <laughs> well it. Then, then
2: you actually get it from onlybidders.com oh which well, is you go
0: so if you're in australia <laughs> give us a shout if you are uh, but yeah onlybidders.com um so, but you can order anywhere in the United States and have that shipped. Yep, because that's this is like we're heading into tomorrow's Thanksgiving and we've got Christmas coming up soon. I mean, exactly. And, I mean, Arthur and I will put up a little gift guide of about things that we're super into as well right now. But of course, we can't list the like forty-five fucking things that we're into. Speaking of, just got to try the Paranobes rum thanks to Arthur and. God bless it. Yeah. Shout out to the, the people that make this. Um, I've been yeah. waiting to get it in market. I've literally uh, asked for it about five times. Yep. but Thanks, Judah. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan. So, uh, Dylan. Judah Cooper, that we, we've talked numerous times on the show about uh, um, Mescalvago and same folks um, bringing it in. And it is a Oaxacan um, agricultural style rum. And it is delicious, funky, earthy olive i know that we're not here to talk about that but hell we are maybe get some bitters throw that in there um that stuff's delicious yeah i can't wait to get a bottle that'll that's gonna be on my uh on my recommendation list if you can get a bottle of the Paranubes, get it um but yeah i mean wilson wilson that goes without saying we, you get to like slide into the list whether uh, you I, I get an extra free slot now there you go i don't even have to include it because <laughs> we're talking about it now but uh what's the uh web address it's uh, www.wilksandwilson.com. So that's
2: W-I-L-K-S? Yes. No E. No E.
0: Yes. So <laughs> wilksandwilson.com. And uh, you've got all your stuff on there, right? Yep.
2: Uh, everything except for the ready-to-drink Bloody Mary.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, I can't ship that. Yeah.
1: Any other social media? Uh,
2: we're on avenues? Facebook. We're also on uh, Instagram. Uh, Is it Wilkes and Wilson at everywhere? Wil- at wilksandwilson,
0: yep. So what, do you, what kind of stuff were you we going to see if we pull up your Instagram feed? Just like... Do people uh, ever send you like cool, sexy we, drinks they're making with we, your product? We do
2: get we get some fun stuff. Uh, I mean, there was one one feed actually a while, uh, last year. Um, Charles Jolie actually used our uh, Storyville bitters in a cocktail for the Oscars, which was kind of fun.
0: That's pretty baller.
2: And so I, you know, had had a picture there of like the little Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: with your with your bottle with with my bottle next to it. I like, was like, you'd be kind of, of like. <laughs> kind of a fuzzy truth. we were like just sitting next to a cocktail. Like, no, I no. swear to God, our bitters are inside. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and actually, well, the other thing was kind of fun that uh, when it,
2: before he used it for that, the, the year that he won the uh, world class yeah, competition, yeah. his opening cocktail used our Storyville bitters. Sweet, which is kind of fun. Obviously, the
0: Storyville's uh, a tasty, tasty. It's a tasty option. one. I like them a lot, and those can be ordered online as well. Yep, and I mean. It's an easy entry point, price wise, for any of these. Like if you yeah. want to uh, buy some for home, just screw it, do it. Yeah. The uh, what's shelf life on uh, some of the, the uh, elixirs?
2: Shelf life on the elixirs, unopened, is about three years. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Once, once you open it, we like to see it gone in six months. Uh, <laughs> which if, if a three hundred
0: and seventy-five like, milliliter bottle gone in six <laughs> months, I think I can. I think right. I can handle that. You Should be able to get no through
2: problem. that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we just—if it goes beyond that, it, we, there there are no preservatives in it, so the, the flavors have a tendency to fade, and they they still are good after that. They just don't taste quite as uh, as punchy.
0: Yeah, I find the cinnamon fades pretty fast. So, but you guys don't have a cinnamon yet, not yet. That might be. It's a still in a prototype. Special uh, <laughs> Inferno Room bottling. Keep your eyes peeled on that.
1: Maybe cinnamon with a little bit of ginger, Fred.
0: Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm not I'm <laughs> not ashamed of being a ginger, buddy. You shouldn't, man. You're a good-looking ginger. Well, I know that. <laughs> uh, and to keep myself good looking, I need to make sure that I don't ever get hangovers. So, Segway. <laughs> I literally sounded like I was just like, getting ready to move into a commercial. Like, that's why I take my Lanta. Right. <laughs> <I
1: don't, laughs> <you know? laughs> Try Chateau Durga it.
0: <laughs> I love that your go to, like, blah, blah, blah is like Durga. Durga, 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 Durga. Durga. <laughs> well, yeah, I,
1: I, I, I speak Middle Eastern
0: yeah is that what it is i think that's a burka not a dirk <laughs> south but, park but you're amazing at uh, at your english as well oh, yeah, your, yeah, was yeah. it was last week you're like we speak english we speak alcohol no i said i i talk i, alcohol. Talk, alcohol. I talk alcohol right
1: better than english
0: <laughs> but uh surely you've got a uh a hangover here i mean I, I presume that's a kind of goes with the territory of the job of like going out testing, you know, what people are doing with the products and getting inspiration. Maybe a bloody mary. I would say <laughs> the, the the bloody mary,
2: either, either the ready to drink or even just the straight. Is that why it's in street your street fridge. bloody mary? That's mess.
1: realistically there why we it's go. in the fridge. go. That's right? it. I've never tried it, man. I need to try it.
0: I'm not um. a huge fan of bloody marys because it's just All right, vegetal, so. vegetal drinks at first thing in the morning aren't my craving. aren't what you're looking for. I don't mind one. You know, But that, that morning Bloody Mary, that I've never been able to wrap my brain around.
1: I've never cared for Bloody Marys until um, every year I get together with a bunch of guys. Um, we go, um, one of their fathers has a, a lake house, and we, we go to mancation. And it's basically... This
0: sounds yeah, interesting. It's,
1: it went, fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, yeah. I can just imagine knowing you
0: and your friends. I'm like, well, like, one guy pulls up and is like, all right, guys, I got the crate of dynamite. Right. <laughs> what are we blowing up this year? I literally went to a party like that once, and motherfuckers were lighting dynamite and throwing it off into a cornfield. That's and awesome. I was like, Is that real dynamite? I'm leaving. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we
1: boat and we you know play poker and cornhole and smoke way too much, and they watch football and I don't. But um, there was one dude who was making Bloody Marys, and it like you. We go and we we just drink. You know, we drink a lot. So some of my worst hangovers have been out in this endeavor. And I was so unbelievably hungover one night because we were out by the campfire the night before. We'd been drinking all day. And then like three of us thought it'd be a good idea to see how quickly we could throw down like a a fifth of whiskey, uh, which (laughs) turns out pretty damn quickly. (laughs) Uh, It was gone in no time. And then it went (laughs) on to other things. But, you know, it was a horrible, horrible morning. And we're out on the patio and um, one of our buddies makes Bloody Marys for everybody. And you know, this came out like in a styrofoam cup and I don't know what he did to it or what mixer he used. It was the best damn thing I'd ever put in my mouth. Um, like I probably would have offered one of the, cause we ran out after this, this round. So what
0: what I, made it different?
1: Oh, I don't know, but no. it was so good. Like I would have offered someone a hundred bucks to like, have made me another one of them because really? I just wanted to crawl inside the glass. Really? But I was that hungover That's, and it was that delicious. Yeah, I was going to
0: say the hangover, I'm sure, is kicking some of that uh, oh, abso- stature oh, absolutely. up on that drink. But, but ever since I then... I also know how damn pick you are about cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: ever since then I've, I've always enjoyed Bloody Mary's. Um, uh, what is it? There's a place in Aspen. What is it? Joe's? What the hell is it? One of God, the famous bars Joe's everywhere. everywhere. Probably a Joe's everywhere. Let's just say Joe's. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's just call and, it that. And they they have Bloody Marys that they would serve with, like, big-ass slab of crispy bacon
0: inside of it. Um, yeah, that's gotten out of control, man. It has gotten well, out of like, control. Like you get a fucking hamburger and a pizza and a fucking, yeah, yeah, but like, it's bacon. Volvo garnishing the top of the drink. I don't
1: want all that other shit, but <laughs> it was bacon, and it stayed crispy, despite soaking in a Bloody Mary, which I don't exactly know how they pulled off. Probably with some... Monsanto, <laughs> right? Genetically modified pigs or something, but it was fucking good, damn it. So, anyways, um, I need to try the Bloody Mary mix, Greg. I will. I will definitely get you some. Sweet. Get you both of them, actually. So that's
0: it. Just the Bloody Mary mix is that, uh, or not the Bloody Mary mix, but the Bloody Mary. That's how you, the old school way to take over the hangover. Pretty much. I've been that. That or or the other thing is is bitters and soda water. Yeah, you know, we used to do that. That was. And I've said it before on the show. Great for the stomach. In the mid-90s, you know, when every bar had the um, uh, one bottle of Angostura bitters that lasted, like, three and a half years. You know? Like, we didn't know what the hell to do with it. Nobody right. was ordering a drinks that had Angostura. But for some reason, we all fucking had it. And the only time it ever got used was if a server came in not feeling Hangover. so well or they were hungover. Yeah, we just get some soda. And it, then uh, it, a couple batches well, of Ango,
2: and actually, I mean, bitters originally started out as medicine. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of one of the reasons that we kind of went with the uh, apothecary feel for some of our stuff. Is that's the history of bitters. I mean, bitters were extracts of herbs and things that would help people, you know, settle their stomach or, you know, do different. Uh,
0: uh, cure different ales. Also helps that uh, they weren't outlawed during prohibition since they were medicine. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: That's when you were it's drinking medicine.
2: medicine. It's grandma's medicine. I've
0: been looking at my hangover regimen again lately. Uh, a friend of mine on Facebook the other day just put up like his, um, his regimen. Um, he's doing God damn. I can't remember. I'm going to forget now. I mean, he's doing milk thistle, but then there's something else. It's, oh, I guess he's doing uh, krill oil and, and uh, he's a cocktail writer, um, that big rum dude out in California. And said he was taking like four capsules a day. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it four capsules a day or eight? I think it was four a day. Regardless, it was ridiculous um, of that. And then four of the krill. So like eight total. And I was like, is this a daily thing? Or are you doing this, you know, only on nights that you know you're going to be out drinking heavily? He's like, oh, every day, like four. Fuck, man, that is some expensive supplements to the diet. Like, I guess if you're writing and you're constantly out tasting and well, you milk really need to care. Count- too bad. And it's good for, you know, liver and, you know, metabolization and all that. But that's still, man, that's a hell of a lot of stuff to be taking said, It said, sounds
2: like he's trying to just hangover proof his body.
0: It, that's what I'm thinking, right? It sounds like you're just like <laughs> saran wrapping your liver. You know, <laughs> like the toxins can't get in, man. I got the milk thistle. So oh, we're thinking there. Um, Again, that's com. you know, um, because I know that heading into the holiday season, people are going to start asking us, you know, what can we buy? What's a good gift for dad, mom, brother, sister, whatever. And I mean, I always find that alcohol or bar tools or mixers or bitters, it doesn't matter who the person is. As long as they drink, it's a damn good gift.
2: And the other thing we do have on the website, uh, there is you can uh, put in your email address and download a uh, PDF recipe book. Uh, right on. It has, I think it's over 100 recipes. So are all those uh,
0: recipes from you and Zach yep. or submitted? They're all you yep. and Zach?
2: My, well, for the most part, they're, they're Zach and I, and it's, uh, they're, they're all broken down by product. So if you have a bottle of Genevieve's Grenadine or a bottle of Adelaide's Orjat, well, what do I do with this? Well, flip to that page in the recipe book, and there'll be a whole series of recipes using that product.
0: That's awesome.
1: We need to come up with a shift drinks uh, recipe book for hangovers. We do, yeah. yeah. We're,
0: get, we're getting there, yeah. We, do, we, we It might be a couple more years before we have enough for an actual book. I'll get through another year. We'll end up with 60 different We need some, we we need some endorsements, too. We're like, who wants to pay for the printing of this book? <laughs> Actually, I, I'll, I know, man. I was just like, uh, you know, across the board, we keep seeing the same answers. Um, we could almost group them into categories at this point, like chapter one. These are... Herbal remedies, chapter two. These are <laughs> alcoholic remedies, you know. <laughs> There's definitely some of that, but yeah. I mean, my old regimen. Oh, There's
2: so always the good standby, uh, Pedialyte.
0: You know, yeah, but I I took it a, a little bit in a different direction, and I was um, using the brand's chain amino acids that okay. like, all the dudes that are like insane at the gym and uh-huh. are runners and that need to replace those electrolytes. The electrolytes and it just tastes better and what I do when I Arthur's been out of town with me several times obviously traveling I take a ball jar with me and I like put all of it in there I travel with it which luckily it's slightly green because it's like you do get some raised eyebrows at TSA when they scan a <laughs> fucking ball jar that's got white powder on the inside yeah,
1: whenever I travel with protein powder for working <laughs> yeah. out yeah, yeah you've got to leave
0: it in the in the container but exactly. I'll just I'll mix it up well I use the ball jar because I can just shake it shake and make it. sure it's all good and I'll leave it next to my bed before I go out drinking so, so, so you I,
2: don't have to deal with it when you get exactly. home. Exactly. I don't have to remember
0: yeah. where the stuff is or wake up the next day and there's broken glass in the kitchen, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's um, definitely – look. keep your eyes peeled for the uh, shift drink hangover cure book. Once we stumble onto the real answer, for we'll publish that book. You, um, what you got over there? I see
1: you smirking. Well, I just you mentioned electrolytes. It got me thinking of that movie Idiocracy <laughs> where they've got the drink Brondo. We're, we're living in it. In oh, America. absolutely. But like Brondo's replaced everything, including water on the planet with its product. And they're like, why is it good for you? Because it has electrolytes. Why is it electrolytes good for you? Because it's Brondo. It's what you need. You know it's, like, it's an endless loop. It's a fucking brilliant movie.
0: Well, anybody out there that wants to check us out on social media, we're Shift Drink Podcast on Instagram. We're much heavier users of Instagram than anything else, but we do um, repost a ton of really cool, relevant articles um, that uh, we think are educational or fun uh, on our Facebook page. Twitter, a little bit yet, uh, less so, but um, you can find us Shift Underscore Drink on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. We're Shift Drink Podcast and. They're just pretty much uh, there. Or yeah, the website, shiftdrinkpodcast.com. Man, I'm out of it. I need more coffee. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah, shiftdrinkpodcast.com. And then we're going to be uh, doing some holiday stuff as well. We've got a couple of blog posts up there. We don't, um, we don't post a lot of articles um, on the website itself, but maybe three, four times a year if we something relevant uh, has popped up that we've been involved with. But we did do a gift guide last year. And we're going to be doing a gift guide again here soon. Just some cool, fun stuff that you can get for the family. And, um, and I just, I'm, going to, I'm going to throw this one out as a freebie. We threw the Wilkes and Wilson out there. I'm halfway through reading Brian Slagle's uh, new book about the founding of Metal Blade Records. It's fucking amazing. Man, I want to talk about somebody that busted their ass and happened to be like the stars lining, right place, right time, but, and a ton of hard work. It's really, it's a very cool story. Even if you're not into metal, you should check out the book. It's, it's really good. So that's my other freebie. Might actually throw it on the list. Who fucking knows? <laughs> All right. Any other shout-outs we need? No? I don't think so, man. Thank you, Greg. You yeah, know, thanks for fun. having me on. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm looking forward to working with you here in the, in the coming months with, on some special products for ourselves. So. Should be a lot of fun. Well, until next time, gentlemen, let's drink some of this bar Cheers. Cheers.